0: Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He's a guy that I, I believe we met, Seth, in one of these ex-spaces. We certainly were introduced by one of the people who runs those spaces, um, Razzie eh, eh, or Barry. I'm not sure. You know, Her name is Phenom on the spaces. It's Barry Razzi or Razzie Barry. Do you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's Razzie. Is okay. Name. Well, either way,
0: she introduced us, and I'm glad that she did. You're a former captain with the Army. You're now an election integrity activist. And the website is uh, S Keshel dot substack.com and i'm, I'm a member of there and i appreciate that um listen good to see you face to face and we had just scheduled last week you were a bit of a, a fender bender hopefully you're going to heal quickly and i'm sorry that that happened but this is really really important to find out exactly what's happening in our elections in this country the left keeps on saying we want fair and free elections so you have to listen to us the right is saying the elections aren't fair and free so
1: as an election integrity
0: activist what do you do
1: so I came to be known after the 2020 quasi-election. It was not an election. It was a quasi-election. And I was part of the initial challenges in court that were, of course, thrown out on matters of, of standing. They were not thrown out because of merit, because we had plenty of evidence then that would have signaled to the entire public our elections in 2020 were not valid elections. And once the election integrity movement ratcheted up in 2021, my methodology, I was an Army intelligence officer, and I'm very able – to make people understand large amounts of information in a very small, condensed manner. And in 2021, all of these election events started going on coast to coast, and I was one of the more prominent speakers that would go state by state. Almost every single state suffers from massive manipulation in the 2020 election, which stems from the voter roll. And since then, I've gained a a large following that focuses on elections. I consider that to be the number one political issue of our time. And if we don't fix it, all the other issues are moot. So while I have an opinion about all of our other issues, my main effort is attention on elections. And I've come up with 10 points to true election integrity. I've spoken in 43 states in the past two and a half years. And a lot of people are familiar with me, good and bad. Uh, Seth Keschel is his name,
0: MBA. He's a former Army captain, also OEF veteran. So the question that that I've got is, have you become a target because you dared speak out? Remember, anybody who says, hey, I don't think it was fair in 2020, or I think there was fraud, or I think the election was stolen, is in trouble. You're now a target, and they will get you if they can. Have you been targeted?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I've suffered... consequences from this activism in a way i've lost a job over this i can't technically prove that but the timing of it was very suspicious and anybody who gets involved in things and makes positive changes for liberty is going to pay a price whether you get canceled or whether you find it difficult to get business done but ultimately you know if we don't have our freedoms then we have nothing here as americans so as far as targeted physically not so much you know it's funny reading comments after my car accident the other day people asking me if i think it was a hit No, not unless you think a couple of folks in their 80s wanted to get wiped out by a giant pickup truck.
0: Well, I would think that probably was not something set up by the government. It's Seth Keschel. Look, I'm going to throw something out there, and I wonder if this is in your purview. I think you'll agree with me because what I'm going to say is fact. But I don't know if this is what you're investigating or not. Every single state that accepted mail-in ballots that was not the law of the state, as per the legislatures of those states, should not have counted even one. Every single mail-in ballot in states where it wasn't the law should not have counted them. They were invalid because, the, as you know, the state legislatures by the Constitution make the rules of the elections in individual states. Is that statement uh, is that statement true, and is that part of your investigation?
1: That's completely valid. No, it's not actually what I calculate. I can find county by county, based on trend, especially if I have party ready registration data an approximation of about how many fraudulent votes there are in a county and in most places where you've had audits come back or in places like georgia we talked about it before the show where they can find duplicate ballots then my numbers are not only being corroborated they're actually being shown to be very lenient and as i've said from the beginning my estimates for biden or for anyone else On the Democrat side, in this case, they're all very lenient numbers. So in places like Arizona, I'm affording Biden record gains in places like Maricopa County. This is not like me saying Biden should have no votes. But what we're finding is the more time goes on in Fulton County, that a lot of the votes appear to be baked into the cake fraudulently from 2016 and prior to that.
0: Wow. So when we talk about Fulton County specifically, let's get into this. Trump lost uh, Georgia by 11,000-some-odd votes. Of course, he had that phone call with Ratzenberger where he says, hey, I don't need you to find all of the fraudulent votes. There are hundreds of thousands. I just need 11,000-something. Jack Smith or Fannie Willis, somebody's trying to make a case out of that, that he somehow was trying to affect the outcome of the election. Forgetting all that garbage that makes headlines, let's just talk about actual numbers. Is there at least 11,000 or are there at least 11,000-some-odd votes in question?
1: Absolutely. In Georgia, my estimate for fraudulent votes is about 359,000 fraudulent votes wow. for Joe Biden. That would give Donald Trump a margin of victory of seven and a half points, almost 350,000 votes. Fulton, Cab and other counties in the metro Atlanta area, they're able to spread them out. So DeKalb County actually doesn't have that many fraudulent votes relative to some of the others. There were a lot buried in the Republican stronghold suburban counties like in Forsyth and Cherokee counties, all throughout the coastal counties. You can find votes all over the place in North Georgia where you have these 80 to 20 Republican counties that make absolutely no sense, especially don't align with population growth or political trend. The only areas in Georgia that are not Trump trending areas are those in the metro Atlanta Area. I call them the Gang of Eight Counties. Fulton, DeKalb, Henry, and Clayton. Then you have the two older suburban counties, Cobb and Gwinnett, and then you have Forsyth and Cherokee, which are Republican strongholds. Those eight counties added over 800,000 net new voter registrations between 2016 and 2020, which is more than twice their previous record for what I call Obama mania in 2008. That's because in 2016, right before the election, Georgia implemented automatic voter registration. Automatic voter registration, motor voter in their case, is a death wish for free and fair elections. It floods the voter rolls with an eligible Registrations, And then, whether that's through legislation or just an executive action that is not legal, mail-in ballots being blasted out to the entire roll, and then over weeks of early voting, you have harvesters that are paid to go patrol these areas, especially along highways with the mapping that we can find, and flood these drop boxes with extra ballots. And that's where you get Joe Biden eclipsing a massive Republican gain and outperforming Barack Obama in Georgia, a state that he really didn't even campaign in.
0: It is, uh, Seth Keschel, go and check out his Substack, which is very, very important, especially in this election year, S -S Substack dot com. Go there, go subscribe, go follow everything he does. So you mentioned a few times, Seth, that in 2016 is where this all started. Then how did Trump win 2016? If they're already putting it in place, they're already flooding the, the voter rolls, how did he beat Clinton?
1: It seems to me that if there was widespread cheating, in 2016 that it probably would have been allocated over the 2004 republican victory map so we're talking about states like colorado arizona north carolina maybe florida it wasn't in texas in 2016. but what trump did was he realized that he was going to win every state that mitt romney won and he did a flanking maneuver into the industrial midwest and he won pennsylvania michigan and wisconsin his people were able to identify that trend these two-time Obama voters in the Midwest turning and doing what's called a coalition shift and backing President Trump. These areas don't have an inflow of population. Pennsylvania and Michigan are both losing population, and I believe Wisconsin is stagnant. So when you're taking their voters and you're raising your pile, it's coming off of theirs. They don't have a new inflow of woke tech workers moving into Austin like Texas does. Right. It so is President us- Trump team identified these trends did this flanking maneuver. Now, what's interesting about that is that was the signal that that was the path to victory. So there was no surprising anyone in 2020. Those states were, as they've admitted on their own end, fortified. It's Seth
0: Keschel. He's uh, an election integrity activist, and he's doing a great job. Uh, If you don't mind, tell me how you know that it's 300-something thousand in Georgia. And if you know it, doesn't the Secretary of State have to know it?
1: Well, the Secretary of State is very interesting you bring him up, because... The morning after the election, so November the fourth, Georgia still counting votes. Raffensburger went on one of these network shows and he said that we had four point seven million voters. And on it, the second week of November, Georgia certified five point zero million votes. So there's a miss of three hundred thousand there. Most people who've made an estimate of Georgia have about But my methodology is a bit different So in counties that have a Republican trend But not a Trump trend So Trump won but by less than Romney did then I'm awarding a record Democrat gain, which is something like Barack Obama would have gotten in Georgia when he only lost by five points and he had a massive turnout from the black vote. In Trump trending counties, those that are rural, we continue that trend, which is no population gain, larger Republican gain, and a averaged out Democrat loss. In over 159 counties, I'm finding 359,000 plus fraudulent Biden votes as a conservative estimate, which still gives him a pretty big gain that was larger than Clinton's in 2016.
0: So so what do we do with it, Seth? You've got this information. It sounds like it's above reproach. You sound like a scientific guy, an investigative guy that can prove everything that you're saying. So what do we do about it now? I mean, here we are. The, the next election is almost here. So this guy has been in office three years, and by your numbers, he should never have been in office to begin with. So what do we do now?
1: I want to start off by telling you what we don't do. Okay. So I, I know people in states that are, I consider them, as far as elections are concerned, captured. Where they have mail-in voting, they have to ballot harvest if they're going to compete at all. But as far as thinking we're going to win national elections by beating the Democrats at their own game, ballot harvesting or ballot chasing, as people are calling it, it's fool's gold. Because if they can pull the populations or the voting turnout of places like Philadelphia, Detroit, Milwaukee, even to those cities and their county's share of the state population – They'll bury us just in sheer proportion size. So it's going to take a strong united front in pushing these 10 points to true election integrity in the legislative chambers that are controlled by strong republicans we don't have enough action from republican states to make lasting change the first point is to clean out the voter rolls that is the most critical point it's the foundation of good or bad elections second point is to ban all electronic voting systems the third point is to enforce voter id on paper ballots counted by hand at the precinct reported from the precinct number four is to severely restrict mail-in voting And that is to limit it, in my view, to overseas military and legitimately disabled. Yes. Number five, severely restrict early voting. That's a big issue, too. We have several weeks of early voting where these mail ballots are flying around and harvesters are collecting them. Number six, we need to reduce the sizes of our precincts. We have precincts in in Maricopa County, for instance, that have more than 10,000 registered voters who are now voting at countywide voting centers. So with precincts that big, we can't turn out the entire roll in one day, which I'll get to. Number seven is to ban ballot harvesting. Eight is to make Election Day a national holiday. So point number nine is new reporting requirements for transparency. A good example would be Nevada, where Clark and Washoe counties make up 87 percent of the statewide vote. The other 15 counties only make up 13 percent. So when they're allowed to hold back and not report votes for a week and everyone else is at 95 percent of just a few ballots relatively – that's creating a serious appearance of impropriety where people do not trust the elections. And then the last point is heavy prison sentences for those that are committing election fraud.
0: Uh, those I, ten appreciate, points, no, I, I appreciate right. all of those. and I want to get into it a little bit more in a second. I've only got about three or four minutes left, but I want to go back to number one. Uh, and, and number one was clean out the, the, the ballots or go clean out the election rolls or the, the registration rolls. How do you do that? I mean, it's easy to say that, but who has to do that specifically?
1: So the Secretary of State's office, in most cases, has authority over this. They may or may not delegate that to the counties. The canvassing groups that have been working in these various states since the 2020 election, they're the ones that find these these fraudulent addresses. The Gableman investigation in Wisconsin gave us a lot of information that was extremely valuable. We're finding apartment complexes in Madison, Wisconsin, Dane County, with more than 20 registered voters per unit. You're finding registration overflows in nursing homes and assisted living centers where you have two registered voters for every bed the sheriff of racine county wisconsin actually pushed for charges and raised a serious issue with the wisconsin elections commission over this wisconsin abused a category of voters called indefinitely confined where they had four times as many people in that category in 2020 as they had in the previous election. Those folks were allowed to go around identification requirements to cast these absentee ballots without proper ID in a state decided by 20,682 votes. What's typically happening is challenges to voter registration fraud. Georgia would be a good example, are being ignored by the counties. And unless you can really nail them on statutes, like Georgia doesn't allow P.O. boxes for registrations of voters, they're generally trying to skate with that. The problem with automatic voter registration is new additions are brought under the rules so rapidly that you can clean out 100 bad registrations and here's a thousand more. President Trump lost 18 out of 20 states in 2020 that had automatic voter registration, 243 electoral votes to nine. So automatic voter registration, when you see states like Pennsylvania pushing it, it's a death wish for free and fair elections. That that has to be opposed, and in Arizona they have. It is uh, Seth Cashel, MBA, former Army
0: captain. He's also an election integrity activist. Go to his Substack right now. S-K-E-S-H-E-L dot Substack dot com. Go there and follow everything that he does. I just want to, because Georgia blows my mind because Rudy Giuliani just had a settlement or a, a victory or a loss, a victory for the people that he was talking about. This mother and daughter sued him civilly and got 150 million dollars from some idiot DC judge. It turns out Rudy Giuliani has a bunch of evidence that he wasn't allowed to show. I just had him on the show the other day, and now Trump is also facing charges from Fannie Willis. When those charges would not be anywhere you know near valid if what you're saying is true, and I believe it to be true. So what can they do? What can Rudy Giuliani's legal team or Donald Trump? Legal team, do it.
1: It's a way to identify areas that are corrupted, that may be out of the public eye. You know, it's really easy for people to talk about Fulton County or DeKalb County. But some of the worst smoke that we found is in Floyd County, which is northwest of metro Atlanta. That's Rome, Georgia. They got 3,000 duplicated ballots there. They had a massive problem with the count in the days after the 2020 election. You can look all the way in the northeastern and northwestern corners of the state where you've got these massive Trump numbers, massive widening margins. And then from the bottom in the losing column, you have thousands of fraudulent votes. What it does is it points us in the direction that we have a database of fraudulent registrations that gives multiple Prongs of attack to compromise our elections. It's not one thing. Some people sell out on machines. It's all machines. It's all machines. Well, that's not the case. Or they wouldn't have loosened everything up on the mail and ballots to make those work like that, too. You've seen 2,000 mules, people going back to the same drop box, turning around like they were giving off a handoff in a football game, knowing exactly where those boxes were and taking the gloves off. So what we have is a multifaceted approach to corrupting the elections. The answer is not about, hey, my guy won. The answer is in transparency. Look at what's going on with our elections. It would be like if you were playing poker and you throw out four of a kind with 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 sevens and then you've got a buddy that gets up from the table goes to the bathroom comes back 10 minutes later he throws out four of a kind with eights wins the hand right. how many people are going to let that fly so what's going on with our elections is something like that we're, we're we're deprived of transparency we can't see the ballots we can't see the signature match documents we can't see the envelopes we can't see anything that would confirm or deny the validity of our elections and if we don't have that we're going to lose our constitutional republic
0: Seth, I got to go. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Just very, very quick. I mean, very, very quick answer, if you don't mind. When it comes to all of this stuff that we're talking about, is there any way to get it done between now and November?
1: So I am not confident that Republican legislatures have the strength to stand up and do something big before the 2024 election. And sometimes with even good intentions, they may not have the political might to do so. Seth, so, no, I'm not. I'm not. I am not confident that they will get it all done before The November elections.
0: I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Heal up very quickly. Let's do this again in the the next couple of months. I want to keep people uh, uh, completely aware of what's going on, okay?
1: You bet, Joe. I appreciate the time. It's good to see you.
0: Oh, we're good to see you as well. That's Seth Keschel. Go to his Substack, .substack skeshel.substack.com. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. to the king. we appreciate Seth Keschel coming on s go find out more about what he's reporting on and what he's found out through his investigations we're going to hear a lot more from him before the for, before the election that's for sure another big hour of the Joe Pag show coming your way do not touch that dial stay right here this is the Joe Pag show